Hello and welcome back to my first fanfiction, the podcast where I, L, read the first fanfiction that I ever wrote. I am joined by Duncan. Hello. Hello, how are you? Oh, sorry. What? Uh, (laughs) What? I'm good, how are you? Why are you so upset? Oh, because I talked over you. How dare you? Yeah, I knew you'd be upset. On this, my show... Well, I mean, you're basically my co-host at this point. I guess it's fine. Only one strike so far. I'm sorry. Which is impressive. It's what, 61 episodes <laughs> and you only have one strike against That's you? That's not a terrible ratio. Yeah, no. I mean, in podcast world, you only have one strike against you. But as everyone knows, because they, they should be quarantined as well, Duncan and I have been quarantined together now for almost two weeks. And Duncan's new habit that he like, has picked up as of like yesterday is throwing balls at me. Or rather, kicking one very large ball at me, and it is very annoying. I think the quarantine was going really well until I discovered that I could kick the exercise ball at L. Yes. Um, So now it's going, like, extra well for me (laughs) and not as well for L. The problem is that it would be fine if you were, like, kicking it at my legs or whatever, but he kicks it at, like, the table so my coffee spills or so my laptop closes or, like, my phone flies out of my hand. Like, absolutely chaotic evil behavior. And I don't know what you all listening uh, may have thought what our alignments were. What, what is that chart called? The, like, chaotic... Yeah, I think that's right. Cha- what is what is that chart called? Align- I don't the know. The alignment chart? Alignment, yeah. Whatever that thing is. Maybe it's from... I think it has roots in D&D. That's right. Whatever it is. Duncan is absolutely 1,000% chaotic evil in every respect. And I am lawful neutral. Do you disagree? I... I- obviously i disagree okay um because your alignment has less to do with like your day-to-day behavior as it does with your overall morality i i never break i would say that you're like true neutral really yes okay i'd never break the rules um i'm like neutral good i would say Why? You are always trying to do something you shouldn't be doing. Always. Yeah, that's why I'm neutral. Why Why is that neutral? Because I'm not chaotic. I'm not lawful. You are chaotic. I'm not chaotic. I'm not, I'm not a big graffito tagger. Sure, but you just as an energy are extremely chaotic. No. Like no, you no, walk no. into a room and you're like, how can I annoy everyone in this room? <laughs> how can I ruin everyone's day? And that's why I'm not <laughs> lawful, but I'm not, like I said, not no. going out tagging buildings, getting arrested, getting in scraps. You are kind that's of chaotic. Kind of like Beetlejuice. Like you're a very chaotic poltergeist. You're not breaking any laws per se, but boy, are you raising some hell for everyone who you encounter. Would you, would you agree with that comparison? No. Okay. <laughs> Let it be known. While we're here actually discussing the alignment chart, uh, to bring it, to tie it all back together, what do we think L's alignment chart is? What do we think all the the main, the core of characters we have here? L, Bill, and let's throw in Tom as well. I think L. I think is she is chaotic like, evil. I think she's like lawful evil. Lawful evil. Yeah. Why? Because she's like a counter-revolutionary in the worst way. (laughs) She'll take any kind of slight or indication as an excuse, as a justification to fight something Mm -hmm. or to get into some kind of horrible situation. Yeah. So she, like, wants to unleash her evil, Mm -hmm. but she needs to do it within the confines of a system of morality, you know? Interesting, because I was going to say that it seems like that she, as a character, does not have... 
I, this might be the wrong term. I haven't taken psychology in a very long time. Like she has no id. Like when she wants to do something, there's almost nothing that stops her from doing this. She's all id. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Okay. So she's entirely id. She just does. She yeah. never, she never thinks. Her brain is the size of a chocolate chip. Right. So she never thinks. So that's why I don't think that she has a moral code to even begin Not with. Not a moral code, right. She's like a psychopath, right? Okay. She recognizes a moral code as a de facto societal law. Okay. So she's operating within the, that set of laws, mm. even if she doesn't believe in it. Okay. All right. What about Bill? Bill... I think... Bill's just a goofball. He is a goofball. I think he's like... I don't think he does anything to hurt anyone, really, in the story. I think he... I think he's a lawful good. No, no, that's a little intense. I think he's true neutral. He's lawful neutral? Lawful neutral. Yeah. yeah. Because he doesn't break the rules, but he's not He's not out there to help anyone. Yeah, like, no. what's he done for anybody else? He is a blank... He is a blank canvas. And what about our friend Tom? Actually, we don't know much about Tom. Don't know. What are you talking about? Yeah, he hasn't about? really made any decisions in this story. I guess a better question would be Jacob. Because uh, Jacob Jacob has seen more, has made more decisions in this story. Right. I think Jacob is chaotic good. Really? Yes. Okay. Oh, right. He did set fire to her brownies. That's pretty chaotic. But yeah, he does he does seem to mean well. Right. Yeah, I could see him being chaotic good. I think Elle might be chaotic good. What? Actually, yeah. What does she want to do that's good for I anyone? Mean, well, because I think that she is woefully misguided in so many of her decisions. I said evil, but I think that, uh, I think that uh, other than the moments in which she is wrapped up in her anger, like when she beat Mandy to death, <laughs> she really does try to do the best thing for herself and her family. Like when she, as we so well know now, threw herself off of a bridge, uh, she was doing it to save her family from the wrath of Luke. So she does have others' best interests at heart when she makes terrible decisions. Like the car accident with Zoinks, you know, she did that because she wanted to save her. All that good stuff, you know. I I guess so. Mm. Yeah, I was going to say like the whole thing with Sophia. She didn't really make any decisions in that case. I think she was mostly just a reacting. Victim. Yeah, yeah, she was a victim in that situation. But she's always trying to save her, her family, it seems. So she does have some good in her. So, I, But she does just behave chaotically so i think she's chaotic good i think her and her foster son jacob are chaotic good speaking of which if she fostered him yeah shouldn't he be like maybe being adopted by now or i would think that after seeing all of the trauma going on in their lives they would think hmm, maybe we should take him away from you all right maybe you can have a better uh, a better situation um i maybe they've adopted him maybe Officially. and it's just under the under the radar Maybe. Who's... I don't know. Maybe it'll come up. Or maybe I just ignored it because there were so many other things going on. So, this week I've neglected to put together my usual uh, previous uh, chapter outline because uh, I'm going to let you do that since, like, 75% of what we did last week was you. We covered three chapters last yes. week. Uh, One real, two two fan fictions. Uh, yes. True. <laughs> Uh, in the first chapter, first chapter, best chapter. Okay. Uh, we learn that Elle is dead. Bill attends her. <laughs> but there's no body in the coffin, so we're reluctant to believe that she's actually dead. Yeah, she's certainly not dead. <laughs> Such confidence. Well, I know that because in the next chapter, uh, my chapter. Okay. Um, it, four years has passed. Uh, it's June being Katarzyna's first day of school, uh, and Bill keeps encountering a ghostly presence mm -hmm. who he learns at the end of the chapter is Elle. Mm -hmm. uh, and then in the following chapter, we follow Elle's trajectory over the, those four years as she is 
um, manipulated through a matter transporter, and it's revealed that Owen uh, or Luke, which one is it? Uh, Luke. Luke, yeah, was the mastermind of all of her adventures in an effort to turn her into a cyborg super soldier mm-hmm. uh, who can traverse uh, space using only her mind and the assistance of a supercomputer. Mm-hmm. Um, but finally, she breaks free of her captors in mysterious circumstances and finds her way back to Bill. Okay. So I'm really excited to find out what Luke <laughs> is up to, yeah. what the Romani Hungarians have planned, what <laughs> happened to the facility. Yeah, because, it, that, because that's all definitely going to come up in this chapter. Yeah, I, I'm curious I, to I figure agree. all that out. <laughs> Uh, there was uh, some some great uh, critical reception of your chapter. Congratulations! Oh, thank you. Um, and uh, th- there it seems that there has been a cry for uh, more forgotten memories fan fiction, which I neglect to say <laughs> does not really <laughs> exist other than those two chapters. So if anyone wants to write that, you feel free. I would love to read it. That'd be fun. I literally cannot produce it myself because then it wouldn't be fan fiction it would just be canon yeah <laughs> <laughs> i am barred from writing fan fiction about my own story do you think that's do you think if jk rowling writes anything that has like is anything involved in the harry potter canon it just becomes canon anything well, she writes oh you've waded into a, a massive literary <laughs> debate here yeah <laughs> as uh, we know <laughs> most people would say no okay but so in that case, I can write forgotten memories fan fiction. Yeah. On the other hand, I would say yes. Okay. I've always been of the opinion that Harry Potter, in particular, is J.K. Rowling is such an auteur. <laughs> but that I'm twirling my French mustache as he said auteur. In, in addition to a body of literature, she has produced an expanded universe. Yeah. Right. It's this almost the same way. Yeah. Bear with me. That the MCU shows on Disney Plus okay. are part of the MCU canon. Right. It feels like that to me when she tweets out that Dumbledore's gay or something. Yeah. It's like, it still counts. Okay. I thought you were, I was very worried because you like, you made like a Harry hesitant hand gesture when you were to say like, bear with me here. And I thought you were going to compare the world that JK Rowling built to the world of forgotten memories. I was like, sure, it's sure, nowhere sure. near as expansive. But on a lighter note, I, author L, do not have as offensive opinions as she does. I'm not a turf, so. <laughs> you mean you, reader L. We'll <laughs> see about author L. Yeah, we'll see about author L. She might have actually, ter- she does have terrible opinions on a lot of things. Yeah, you know from experience. Yeah. <laughs> I, personal author L, uh, I think I have a greater moral compass than J.K. Rowling does at the moment. What's the deal with J.K. Rowling? How come she sucks so bad? I don't know. Let's not wade into those waters. It's, <laughs> but, really, it's very disappointing. Yeah, I'd like to say that even though we may praise J.K. Rowling on this podcast, we do not condone uh, the statements she has made in recent... Um, I was going to say years, but it really, it's been like months. <laughs> but yeah, so <laughs> on that note, uh, you know what? While, we're, while I'm on my soapbox, uh, I'm going to bring it up again. Universal healthcare for all. Moving on. <laughs> The title of this chapter is Changed My World, and I have a very exciting development, which is the chapter description, which says three years later. I was right, baby! <laughs> you were my off chapters, by one my year. My chapters are exactly the same, I guarantee you. <laughs> oh, Word boy. for word, I got it perfectly. See, that's why I was so disgruntled when we were reading it. It was because something in the back of my mind was like, this is so familiar. <laughs> <laughs> So this is like a case of like Mandela effect. Like what's going on here? (laughs) 
So, but I think you were actually off by one year. I think you had four years. I said years. four years yeah, later. close enough, close enough. It's very close. So, unfortunately, we do start off with Bill's POV, which means I do have to play Old Town Road. I'm getting so sick of Old Town Road, honestly. Uh, yeah, you sound like me after the sixth remix. <laughs> the world is tired of Old Town Road. No beefs to Lil Nas X, though. He's a great artist. I want to do it so badly in a British accent. <laughs> okay, sure. The babies are British. Daddy, I need help. Oh my god, he's like a, a little like pauper child. <laughs> Can I have some more? He's got a little newsboy cap. Yeah. He's got dirt, like soot on his cheeks. Jumin <laughs> <laughs> guitars, you know, the chimney sweeps. <laughs> That's how they make money these days. The artist industry is not booming. I went into Jumi and guitars in his room. They were packing for our vacation. vacation. The four-year-olds were packing? <laughs> They're throwing, like, just toys. <laughs> it's just one suitcase is just Legos. <laughs> and they packed everything in the wrong order. They put, like, ice cream on the bottom. Yeah, it's, like, already melting. Well, going to visit Tom and Karina in London. Oh, my God. So they should have British accents. They're going to London. Yes. Love that for them. They moved there last month. Okay, that's kind of a weird decision for them to make, but all right. Uh... Are they still a band? Maybe they're not a band. I guess not. Tokyo Hotel has been the most unpredictable band of all time. We're in the mysterious future year 2016. Anything could be possible. That's true. Vasamata. My bag won't close. I closed Jumbe's suitcase for him. He didn't even bother to like actually put real things in there. He's like, nah, that's fine. Uh, yeah, you, whatever the you baby got wants. it. Yeah, whatever the baby wants. Unpacks and it's just all a bunch of uh, uh, Pokemon cards. <laughs> that's what it would be if I packed. Yeah, well, th this has actually happened. Duncan has gotten stopped by security for having Pokemon cards in his suitcase. So maybe it's not in their best interest to do this. Yeah. Thank you, Daddy. <laughs> Good. What a classic little Brit boy line. <laughs> You're welcome. I went back to my room and looked for my suitcase. I looked for my suitcase. <laughs> hey, all right. Boy, the writing has really gone downhill, hasn't it? Wow. <laughs> that, oh. That's an all-timer. That's, yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty astonishing. <laughs> okay. He's just really looking for that suitcase. Weird. I've never seen this box before. What? 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 Tents are we in? What? What's going on? With what box? <laughs> Is he talking about the suitcase? <laughs> this has turned into like Faulkner all of a sudden. We're stream oh of God. consciousness here. We've lost it. This, this is now just uh, gravity's rainbow. I sat on my bed and opened the box. It was filled with Elle's stuff and her pictures. Okay, how did he How did he just uh, casually stumble across that? I've never seen this box before. <laughs> what is this? Oh, yeah. Now I remember I put everything in here a little while after she died. <laughs> just, okay. Oh, yeah. It's been sure. three years, mm -hmm. but Fair sure. Enough. Jumbe and Katazina came through the door and sat on the bed. It amazes me how much they look like me and Al. They all have spiky hair. That's what I was going to say. Big spiky joke. hair. Very good, very good. <laughs> We're on the same wavelength. High five. Jumbe looks just like me, except he has brown hair. Okay, sure, sure, sure. He's big, spiky, but brown. Okay. Katazina looks just like her mom. I like to think it's like... Literally Elle's face. Like like full adult face. Yes. <laughs> what are you looking at, Daddy? Pictures of your mommy. Can we see? Here. Has he just pretended that Elle doesn't exist for three years? Why are they like, who is this? <laughs> no, they can't see the pictures. Oh. He's just looking at a bunch of Polaroids. <laughs> He's like keeping it secret from them. He's not letting them look. He's like, nope, mine. I handed them some of the pictures. Mommy was pretty. 
Mummy, please. Mummy was pretty. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, she was. Uh, and now it's my POV. That is what it says. Yeah. Followed by a shocked looking emoji. Like the one where the emoticon where it's like, oh, underscore, underscore, oh. And then the parentheses just keep reading. This is, I love this. <laughs> oh, what a shock. This is like the most anticlimactic plot twist I've ever seen. I'm going to be narrating from heaven now. That'd be interesting. Yeah. Um, all right. I have an unidentified <laughs> voice here. All right. It's going to be like, um... Please hurry. I have to think! <laughs> okay! This isn't instant. This is art in the making. <laughs> this is all going to be edited out, but I'd like everyone to know, Duncan has been thinking about this for like so several seconds. Come on, Elle. We have to go. After all that, you just made him an Australian? No, 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 no. I have to keep going. Oh, God. What, what can I do? What can I do? Just leave it. It's fine. Come on, Elle. We have to go. Ugh, I hate work. Oh, a queen. <laughs> yeah. She speaks for us all. <laughs> yes, she knows. She's tearing down capitalism one day at a time. So do I, but we have to go. Fine. Just throwing a tantrum like a little baby. I got up and Serene left my room. Serene. Okay, that's a new character. I feel like I, I don't know anyone named Serene, but I do feel like this character is probably dedicated to someone in my life, as most of these characters are. Well, she's got my, like, um, narrator. Or not, like, narrator, like, protagonist voice. Okay. <laughs> Congratulations, <laughs> Serene. <laughs> okay, so I have some explaining to do. Oh my god, she broke the fourth wall. <laughs> She's talking to us directly. Oh, God. Uh, well, I'm not really dead. I got that. <laughs> Thank you, Elle. <laughs> the day I jumped off the bridge, when I fell into the water, I swam through a tunnel that led out of the city. What? You know, as you do. What? <laughs> How did she hold her breath that long? What tunnel? What tunnel could possibly lead she out of the She went right through city? the Holland Tunnel, <laughs> which connects New York and New Jersey. The Holland Tunnel is nowhere near the George Washington Bridge, so that doesn't make any sense. But, okay, so I assume she's talking about, like, a sewer grade or something. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And it must be out, I guess, in New Jersey doesn't count as a city, even though yeah. she'd be, like, out in Hoboken. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, ah, the wild frontier. <laughs> Unexplored land. <laughs> Clifton. <laughs> so she, then it becomes Red Dead Redemption. She's, like, settling new land. <laughs> No, uh, yeah, I guess I see this as, um, kind of like a mission you might see in a game like Spider-Man, where you just, like, you have, like, there's a bar at the top and it's telling you how much breath you have left and you just have to swim as fast as you can. Obviously, none of this is biologically possible, but I can't say I'm surprised. Once that was done, I got on a plane out of the country. Oh, you know, just as you do. What? Did it, I guess she, how could she have done that and no one would have noticed that she used her credit card? after she jumped after she supposedly died because she can't have cash on her because it would all be wet and i'm assuming she you can't can use wet cash but it would be like beyond repair like you can't hold like enough cash to get a plane ticket on you and not have it be ruined after jumping into like the hudson river and swimming through a tunnel for a very long time oh maybe she planned this whole thing maybe it wasn't a suicide attempt oh my god what 
she was specifically jumping into the water so that she could like hide from everyone. They'd think she was dead. She planned on surviving and swimming to London. Don't insult me like this. I know. <laughs> oh my, don't get a shock. Don't insult me. It's my work. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. She could, I guess, go to an ATM and take out money. But again, they would. They should have noticed this. But also, probably they all watched her kill herself and they were like, eh, case closed. We will do nothing further here. Well, I don't know. Cops busy. Since then, I've lived with Serene in London. Oh, how convenient is that? Ha! I have to redo the voice. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. I never told anyone back home I was still alive. So I'm starting life anew here in a country where no one knows about me. Anew. That's a nice fancy little word there. Good for you, Elle. I can't wait to hear in like a midst or something. Yeah? Well, Maybe this, this new British setting is going to, you know, lead to some brand new vocabulary. <laughs> she has an exp- she's going to talk like a Brit. Like, she's going to be like, betwixt. Like- <laughs> <laughs> well, except for Serene. Serene is my roommate. We live in an apartment and work at a cafe down the street. She beefed it on two fronts already. Okay. okay. Flatmate. Oh. Well, she's not uh, an actual Brit, so she wouldn't know the vernacular, really. Yeah, but you don't don't say roommate. You say flatmate, right? But she doesn't know she's not a real Brit. And they don't say apartment either, don't they? They say flat. They say flat as well? Well, yeah, but I'm saying she's not an actual Brit, so it makes sense. It's her tell. But if you go to London and have a roommate, now you're flatmate. You can keep saying that, but that doesn't change my reasoning. Ugh. Frustrating. Wow. Um, well, here comes Serene again, but now she's a Brit. She's got a new accent. She's not the protagonist anymore. No. Ale, hurry up. She's a cock. Oh, okay. It took me a second. Boy, Ale, hurry up. I'm coming. I'm coming. I finished getting ready and we walked to work. At work, we did the usual routine, but then something happened that changed my world. And that is the end of the chapter. Oh. <laughs> it, it was pretty anticlimactic, actually. I was expecting something to happen. I think Bill is going to walk into the cafe. That is exactly what's going to happen. Because, you know, yeah, totally. That would happen. Just this one in a million type of thing. And there you have it. That is uh, the return of Elle. It lasted approximately one chapter. The one chapter in which she was supposedly dead is the shortest chapter to date. So that does not seem fair. We needed more... More no, time without Elle. More time without Elle. <laughs> I honestly think it would have been interesting to get at least one chapter of Bill without Elle, right? We did. Yeah, I mean, one actual chapter. Okay. Like, how was he coping? What's going on? Yeah. He wasn't doing too hot based What's on what we saw. What's the story look like without Elle? It's an interesting writer challenge. Yeah. And you decided to abdicate that challenge. Yes, because I am a weak baby. <laughs> she is not up to the challenge. Yeah, and also, uh, you were a weak baby when you wrote this. <sighs> <laughs> so here we have it l has taken the lazy way out yet again both the character and the author by <laughs> <laughs> taking <laughs> her own death swimming to london so lazy <laughs> i was gonna say that probably the least lazy thing here is that she had to swim through a tunnel like holding her breath <laughs> like she one had to live through the jump into the water which because i'm assuming that could alone could kill you absolutely yeah so she had to one not drown <laughs> to get, swim long enough to do this go undetected and then Start a life anew, uh, just with no identity, I guess. So I wonder what name she goes by now. Because I'm assuming she does, which means she'll now have three names? Three names. 
Can't wait to find out who she is now. Poor his knee. Wait, does does Serene say L? I think so. Yeah, she does. She says L, hurry up. So I guess I just Maybe have... she goes by Ellie. Maybe. <laughs> it's smelled the same, but it's Ellie. Eel. Yeah. I guess she goes by the same name, which seems like a very stupid thing to do. In which case, it's really Mr. Smith of the Federal Police Department's failing. Because he's in London. He's the one who let Elle know about Naomi and Colin. They were living in London. So he's in he's the British. British Federal Police Department? Yes. <laughs> I'm assuming, because I don't know why they would have not been in London. That's where they're from. D- do... <laughs> <laughs> Do they use the word federal in British politics? No. Because everything's like, oh, ministry of wackadoo of finglows. Well, I'm assuming that Author L just didn't realize that Mr. Smith would have to be British because I, too, did not even, the actual L, did also not realize until just now that he, based on context, has to be a British person because Naomi and Colin lived in London. So it would make sense. Did they get hit? In the car in England? Or I would were they assume in America? so. I don't think I don't know why they would have been in America because I think they played a concert in London or they played it in somewhere in Europe and they that's when they came and surprised them at the show. And then we I don't think we have an indication that they moved to America because Elle and Bill and the others are kind of nomadic at that point because they're on tour. So it wouldn't really make sense for them to move permanently to America. So I'm pretty sure they were in London. I could be wrong though because as we all know this. Nothing means anything in this story. I can't believe you remember any of that. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. That's uh, all the room that in my mind that could be like math and stuff. It's all taken up with this story. <laughs> Remembering minute details. Do you have any predictions for the next chapter, Duncan? Yes. Okay. I think the thing that's going to change your life forever uh-huh. um, is a... A big, oversized bowling ball. Okay. Rolling right towards her. Oh. Flattened out like a pancake. That would change your life. Yes. Yeah. For yeah. the worse. That's <laughs> You're telling me. Luckily, she's in England, so they do have a national health service. Yeah. <laughs> Unlike some of us. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm going to go with something a little more practical. I think that Bill will walk in and he'll be like, cappuccino, please. And then she'll be like, oh my God, it's you. And then Serene will be like lusting after Georg or something because he's one of the people who's still not in a relationship. Right. And they all need to get paired off. So that's what I think will happen. Who, uh, Serene's going to get paired off? With Georg. With Georg. Yes. Um, are there only three people in Tokyo Hotel? No, no there's Tom. four. I forgot about Tom. You forgot about Gustav as well. No. I, I oh, you forgot. Georg, Gustav, yeah. and Bill is who I was counting. Oh, yeah. You forgot about Tom, yet again, even when I asked you earlier about Tom, you're like, I can't. I never remember who Tom is. <laughs> He's literally Bill's brother. He's the one who's mentioned the second most of the four. The reason he's confusing to me is because they're because they're brothers. Okay. I, it's and because they have the to... world's most common name. Well, you can follow us on Instagram at First Fan Fiction Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at My First Fan Pod. You can like us on Facebook at My First Fan Fiction. And you can email me at MyFirstFanFiction at gmail.com. Don't let your grandma put a curse on you. Stay safe and healthy in these trying times. Oh, no!